from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah, welcome to the Rest of DeLorean Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. This is episode 263, and today we're talking all about Survivor Series war games from this past Saturday. I thought it was a hell of a show. I very much enjoyed it. But before we get into that, make sure you hit that subscribe button right here on the Circle Debate YouTube channel. And also, make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and at Circle of Debate. Also, make sure you follow on Instagram. Well, I just said that. Make sure you follow on TikTok at Circle of Debate and on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Also, before we get into the show today, I want to give a big shout out to my sponsors at Manscaped.com. Thank you so much for riding with us. And if you do, make sure you go to Manscaped.com and hit that promo code DeLorean, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N, for 20% all site-wide. It doesn't matter what it is. The weed whacker, the lawnmower, the fucking... The, the, the body wash, the body wash is chef kiss. It's 20% off. You can't go wrong with it. So make sure you hit that fucking 20% off promo code when you go to manscaped.com. 
I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Without you, there is no me. So thank you so much. We have a hell of a show, so I'm going to get right into it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about WWE Survivor Series War Games from this past Saturday. Now, Survivor Series always played a special role in my fandom for professional wrestling. One of my favorite pay-per-views, always was a fan of the traditional Survivor Series five-on-five eliminator matches. Um, Truth be told, my very first wrestling show that I ever watched was Survivor Series 1994. Ever watched it live. Now, there was shows that my parents showed me before then. It was nothing that I personally remember. But the first show that I remember watching live is Survivor Series 1994. That was a hell of a show. And I'll tell you this right now. Because of that, Survivor Series plays a special role in my, you know, fandom for professional wrestling. Shout out to the broadcast. What up? Thank you for being here, homie. And shout out to my homie, Justin. What's up, man? I appreciate you being in here. Thank you so much, man. So, yeah, you know, Survivor Series, a lot of history has gone down in Survivor Series. It was the debut of The Undertaker in 1990, the debut of Rocky Maivia in 1996. Um, I'm, what else? We had a lot that went down in Survivor Series. Uh, of course. Of course, what we talked about here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast a couple weeks ago, the Montreal Screwjob in 1997, featuring this boy right here, you know, so much history has gone down on this pay-per-view, and this was a history-making pay-per-view this past Saturday because it was the main roster debut for WWE War Games. Now, we've seen War Games in NXT, but this is the first time we've seen it on the main roster, and when it was announced by Triple H, I was fucking hype. Um, of course, you know, of course, this was something that would never have happened under Vince McMahon. You know, we, we've heard many times that if Vince didn't create it, he didn't want to promote it. And War Games was one of those things that was not a Vince McMahon creation. Also, I heard that when it was brought to Vince McMahon a couple years ago when Triple H was interested in running War Games matches, um, the logistics of two rings, meaning less fans, I guess, being in the front like row and the, less fans being on the floor level because the space that the ring takes up leaning to less money for Vince McMahon. That was another reason why Vince didn't want to do it. But, you know, Vince has more money than God, so come on, you could have sacrificed one fucking show. I'm glad we finally got it. War Games, a match that was created by Dusty Rhodes, daddy. You know, he he created this concept, War Games. There's been so many historic War Games. We've seen so many different companies either have War Games matches or have their own little War Games style match. For example, we've had the... um, TNA Lethal Lockdown. We've had AEW Blood and Guts. We've had the War Chamber in MLW. Um, we also had War Games in MLW. We've had War Games in ECW. We've had War Games in XPW. So it's so cool to finally see the concept of War Games on the main roster for Raw and SmackDown, for the women, for the men here on the WWE. So I was very hyped going into this matchup. One of my favorite matches of all times is War Games. Uh, Who could ever forget Four Horsemen versus the NWO? Who could ever forget uh, the Four Horsemen versus Sting Squadron? Like, Or not the Four Horsemen, it was Sting Squadron versus the uh, Dangerous Alliance. 
you cannot forget these. These are historic matches, and it's so cool to, like I said, see this on the main roster. But enough little banter about that. Let, let, let's get right into the show. Show started out hot with a War Games match, which I thought was really cool. Start off the show really hot. The women's War Games match, we had Damage Control, Rhea Ripley, and uh, Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch, the returning Becky Lynch. This matchup was a banger. Um, this matchup started a little slow, I ain't gonna lie, but boy, did it pick up. These 10 women went balls to the wall for the whole matchup. This may be the only War Games matchup that we've had three top of the cage dives. We had, of course, Nikki Cross hit a crossbody from the top. We had a beautiful moonsault by EO Sky. We had a beautiful leg drop from the top of the cage from Becky Lynch, who, by the way, does not look like she missed a beat. Also, shout out to Becky Lynch. Go check out her appearance on Young Rock. Her her uh, role as Cindy Lauper was done perfectly to a T. I don't know if you guys fucking know uh, what's called how good Young Rock is. I'm a huge fan of Young Rock. Go check out the fucking show. It's a great fucking show. But overall, this women's matchup was mad good. What up, man? What's good? I appreciate you being here, homie. Thank you, uh, Tim Floor Slapper Sports Wrestling Index. I appreciate you, homie. Uh, yeah, so I, I've really enjoyed this women's matchup. I thought that all 10 women showed out. They all look like stars. Uh, Dakota Kai is underrated as fuck. Uh, Rhea Ripley is going to be, in my opinion, a problem for Bianca Belair, and I hope that we do see that matchup soon. I like that Asuka brought back out the fucking mist. We haven't seen the mist from Asuka in a while, so I thought that was dope. Definitely a huge matchup. Thoroughly enjoyed it. What a way to start off the show. The women's war games certainly got the big moments they wanted. Hell yeah. Like I said, three. Not one, not two, but three top of the cage dives. I've never seen either a cage match or a war games match or a hell in a cell or whatever. I've never seen three dives off of the fucking cage. Uh, unless you want to talk about Teddy Hart doing his Ring of Honor incident, doing his five, six, seven flips from the top of the fucking cage. But anyway, awesome, awesome moment. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Really cool to see Becky Lynch get the pin. It's going to be interesting to see who gets the number one contendership. That's why I am very excited to tune into Monday Night Raw tonight because I think that there's so many questions going into Raw on the future of every champion right now. So definitely looking forward to see who's next for Bianca Belair. But I do got to say, I did not expect the win to be for the babyfaces. I was going for damage control in the heels because I thought that they needed the momentum. They needed something to bring back the momentum. I thought that it would be crucial for Bailey to get a pinfall victory over the team for the, her team in this matchup just to rebuild up Bailey. Bailey has been treated like shit since she came back, losing every single fucking title match that she's in. So I thought, what better way to build up Bailey again to have her possibly pin Bianca Belair in this matchup? But that's not the case. Now I'm really interested to see where Bailey goes from here because right now, if you ask me, all the momentum Bailey had when she returned at SummerSlam has been halted. It's hitting a fucking brick wall. So I'm very curious to see what's next for Bailey and Damage Control. Next up on the show, we have. 
AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. The battle between two former Bullet Club leaders, one being the Bullet Club founder. Um, very fitting that we had both uh, both Judgment Day and the OC standing outside. Very quickly, the day fuck it broke down to a giant brawl between both teams. They fought all over the arena. They fought to the back, but AJ Styles and Finn Balor put on a hell of a matchup. So much good chemistry between these two guys. I can't wait to see more. I think that they only have scratched the surface with what they could do together. Um, if you ask me, I think that we may see this matchup again, possibly at TLC, possibly at the Royal Rumble. Hell, I mean, I wouldn't even be mad if they gave this shit for free on Raw, but I think that the next time these two get in the ring with each other, it's going to be even better than this because you could tell that the pacing of the Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from cox it's internet built for tomorrow today internet delivered through cox's hybrid fiber coax network speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions apply Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. matchup 
they were building up to the ending. And also you could tell that they were saving a lot for future matches. They didn't pull out every single thing that these two could do. So that's what makes me excited for another matchup. Um, one-on-one, these guys only faced off twice in WWE. If you remember, there was that one time where it was like a last-minute replacement. AJ Styles faced the demon Finn Balor. Um, I believe I believe that was TLC. Uh, I, I forgot what show that was when AJ Styles faced Finn Balor first in the WWE. But, um, yeah, this matchup was very good. I think that it had more of a story than the last time they faced, being that it wasn't just a last-minute replacement. Here you had the story built between the OC and the Judgment Day. And also you had a clear heel and a clear baby face, which always adds to a matchup as well, because with that, you could have the already built-in stories of one guy getting the heat, the other guy looking for the comeback. So definitely a very good matchup. I definitely put it over their first matchup. Like I said, I forgot what it was, but it was, I believe, 2017, 2018 maybe. But I forgot the pay-per-view. But, yeah, these two did face. Still put their first Still put their first ever match at TLC above this one, but this one was still great. So it was TLC. All right, great. Thank you very much, Justin, because I was trying to remember what TLC 2000. Ah, can't talk. TLC 2017. I appreciate it. I like how they had the teams fight to the back right away. Let these two tell the story. Yeah, you know, that was my only concern going into the matchup. I, I was hoping that they let these two go at it and actually have the matchup without all the shenanigans of the outside interference between both teams. So I'm glad they played it out where the two teams got into their shit like right off the bat. They brawled to the back, and we got the two stars, AJ Styles and Finn Balor, in the ring. Um, I did a watch-along during the show, and I mentioned how AJ Styles is 45 years old and could still wrestle at the same pace that I've seen AJ Styles wrestle for the last 20 fucking years. You know, the first time I ever seen AJ Styles was 2002. Right at the beginning of TNA's, you know, start, I, I caught maybe I missed the first like two or three episodes of TNA. And then I remember my father telling me about, oh, NWA TNA, someone at his uh, job, one of his coworkers was telling him about TNA. So we brought one of the Wednesday weekly pay-per-views. And that was the first time I seen AJ Styles. And I believe it was AJ Styles versus Loki versus Jerry Lynn. And I was fucking floored. In right off the bat, became an AJ Styles fan. I was a huge AJ Styles fan as a young, uh, young fan of his back in 2002. It got to the point where everyone that I thought was my favorite wrestler, AJ Styles trumped them. You know, growing up, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan. I was a huge Bret Hart fan. Obviously, I was a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. But in ring. Seeing the shit that AJ Styles did, the innovative offense, like it was fucking insane. And the fact that in 2002, he was wrestling at such a high pace. And in 2022, he's still wrestling at that fucking level. This is why AJ Styles is a legend. This is why AJ Styles is a future Hall of Famer. This is why AJ Styles is quite possibly, in my opinion, in the runnings, top 10, top 20 greatest in-ring performers of all time um hell of a matchup we've seen aj styles pull out shit in this matchup that we haven't seen aj styles pull out in a long time just like that uh the springboard backflip uh ddt that he does 
we haven't seen that shit in years. But AJ Styles is willing and ready to pull out moves out of the arsenal, out of the vault, whenever he wants. And he's still capable of doing it, even at 45 years old, even at wrestling for 20. Well, he started in like 99, I would say. So wrestling for 23 years. My man is still pulling out these fucking moves with no problem with precision, making everything look crisp. And that's not even going, that's not even talking about the shit that Finn Balor could do. Finn Balor being 41 years old, still wrestling at the high pace that he's wrestling. I think that, you know, gone are the days of people thinking when you hit that 40, you start to slow down and you start to think about retirement. Like I know AJ Styles is at the tail end of his career, but still, if AJ Styles wants to go another 10 years, I feel like he could. You know, I feel like AJ Styles is capable of going as long as he wants to go uh i don't think he's ever really had any major injuries which also helps the fact that you know he could still go this way because his body's not broken down um i don't think he's had any major injuries he never really had much time off you know wcw ended he was in the tail end of wcw and then he was doing independence he was instantly doing ring of honor he was doing uh world wrestling all-stars he was doing XWF, he was doing WWE tryouts. Uh, TNA started, he was still doing all the indies. AEW, well, not AEW, fuck. He was doing uh, Ring of Honor, he was doing PWG, TNA for 13 years. And right after TNA, he goes right into Ring of Honor, right into New Japan Pro Wrestling, does the Bullet Club stuff. Then right into that, he goes right into the WWE. And he's never taken time off. He never had an extended period off. So it's crazy to see a consistent 20 years of just phenomenal wrestling from AJ Styles. And I don't think that he gets the flowers he deserves, you know? So that's why I'm giving him this time to say that, like, I appreciate how good he still is. I appreciate how good Finn Balor still is. And I think that this is just the freaking start of what is an amazing feud. And I hope that they continue to have matches because the chemistry is amazing between these two guys. Really, really, really enjoyed this matchup. You know, I think I enjoyed this matchup more than other people, but I really did enjoy this matchup. Now a matchup that I thought was eh, and I didn't expect much going into this, was Ronda Rousey and Shotzi for the SmackDown Women's Champion. You know, I'm not a Ronda Rousey hater. I'm not someone who shits all over Ronda Rousey, but I'll tell you this. And same thing for Shotzi. Like, I'm not like, I like Shotzi. I think she's very talented. I think Ronda Rousey is very talented. It's just that I don't think anybody, anybody, and correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, did anybody think that Shotzi had a chance against Ronda Rousey? Did anybody think that this could have gone any other way than what we saw at, at the pay per view? I don't think so. I think that this was obvious that Ronda Rousey was just going to run through Shotzi, and that's pretty much what we saw. Even though we did see Shotzi get some offense in, this was just Ronda Rousey's match to win. And I I think that, you know, it was skippable just because it was very predictable. You know what I mean? I try to be positive, but the match was a major stinker. I I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like, the match did – the match was the cool-down match because we had a lot more action to come. So I'm not going to stay too long on this. Like, I don't want to shit on it. Like, it was okay. But it definitely was the cool-off matchup because next up we had oh, – hold on. We, let's see what we got here. Nope. All 11 of us who did the predictions had Ronda. Filler match. Hell, yeah. It was definitely a filler matchup. 
Next up, we had for the United States champion, a three-way triple threat match, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. This matchup was fucking phenomenal. Um, I saw people in the chats when I was doing the the live watch along saying that this matchup was reminiscent of the three-way between Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and John Cena at Royal Rumble, I believe 2014, I want to say. This matchup was great. This matchup was great. Uh, I see a lot of people mad at the finish, though. I see a lot of people saying that Austin Theory, you know, is being shoved down people's throats still. Like, I don't think so. I think that it's interesting to see Austin Theory now with this new character, the mean streak. He's not doing the selfies. He's not doing the whole shit. He's not the chosen one for Vince McMahon. He's proven himself. Um, For anybody who thinks that Austin Theory sucks, Right, because I see that too a lot online that Austin Theory sucks. I encourage people to go see Austin Theory's year-long run as the Evolve World Champion. Austin Theory is a phenomenal wrestler. Whether you love him or hate him, yes, he's been shoved down people's throats. Yes, he's been overbooked. Yes, he's got this. He had a stupid gimmick with the fucking selfies. He was. The, the package that they had for Austin Theory was not too flattering for Austin Theory. But in ring, I don't think people could really shit on him. Like, you can't shit on Austin Theory. The man is a phenomenal wrestler. And he's so young, he's going to grow. He's going to continue to grow. Um, Only thing that I did not like is... I, I, I didn't like the fact that Seth Rollins lost the title so soon. He had... Two years of no championship gold. Two years of putting other guys over. Two years of making stars. And then he finally wins the United States champion. And within, what was it been? Like a month or two? A month or and a half, maybe? He loses the title. He drops. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day... Your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Shout out to Austin Theory. Now, like I said, if this was Austin Theory fucking with the selfie, you know what I mean? If that was the Austin Theory that we were getting and he won this matchup, 
I think that I would have been a lot more pissed. But that's not the Austin theory we have now. We clearly have a more ruthless aggression style Austin theory. And that's why I'm giving this a chance. I think that this run with the United States champion will probably be better than his first run with the United States champion. Um, The chemistry between all three men was fucking phenomenal. I, I think that Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory worked so good together. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch between these three. But, yeah, I'm not as mad as other people are right now. I, I Like I said, I know a lot of people are mad that Austin Theory is once again holding gold. I think that Austin Theory... I think people need to just give him a chance because he is a great wrestler, good in ring, getting better on the mic, great look. The only thing that really hurt him was the Vince McMahon booking. And you have to think that Triple H has been trying to right the wrongs that Vince McMahon did with Austin Theory's character because like we see like he switched up the whole gimmick and I like it. Like I think that, we had to get rid of that money in the bank because it was too soon for him any fucking way. So cool. Drop the money in the bank. Now let's rebuild him up. And I think that the United States champion, the mean streak, the change of character, I think that we're ready to rebuild up Austin Theory. So I'm all for it. I'm not mad at it. I'm interested to see what's next. I wouldn't be mad at an Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, TLC match at TLC for the United States champion. That would be fucking cool. Because I think that, or even, fuck, throw in Bobby Lashley, make it a three-way TLC match for the United States champion. I think that this was a great matchup, but that could take it to the next level. So I would be down to see that. Main event time. We had, hold up. I don't know what happened here. I'm going to fix this real quick. All right. Main event time. We had the men's war games match. This was impeccable. This was amazing. I I don't want to keep on saying amazing for every matchup, but this was great. The storytelling throughout the night, by the way, of Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, the storytelling that they told before they even got into the matchup was amazing. And then when we finally got to the match, it was just Ah, God, this was, you couldn't have done it better. I don't think that they could have done this better. First of all, shout out to Kevin Owens and the Dusty Rhodes t-shirt, the jeans, and the fucking bionic elbow elbow pad. Yo, this was just phenomenal. Um, You had so many stars in this matchup. You had so many stars of the future, like Butch and... Rich Holland, who really stepped their game up inside the ring with guys like Sheamus, Kevin, Sammy, Roman. You had the story of, is Sammy Zayn going to turn on the bloodline before the bloodline turns on Sammy Zayn? Did Kevin Owens get to Sammy Zayn's head? We had the story of Roman Reigns being in this matchup. We had the story of Kevin Owens finally getting Roman Reigns in the ring. We had the story of Drew McIntyre getting his revenge on Roman Reigns for Clash of the Castle and his revenge on Solo Sokoa. We had the story of Jey Uso not getting along with Sami Zayn. We had the story of is who whoever going to turn on whoever. Like I, I love how they integrated so many stories in this matchup on top of having a fucking kick-ass banger matchup. 
that was awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I love how the the bloodline all dressed in red, red decked out, looking like a fucking, you know, what I mean, like a fucking team, like an army together, like a family. I love how, you know, by the way, I think Roman Reigns should have wore red pants too. Like, uh, like if everyone else is wearing red pants, fucking rock the red pants, Roman. But anyway, I ain't mad at it. I love how Roman Reigns looked like a fucking boss in that cage, in the shark cage. I like how when Jay Uso was in the match and Jimmy Uso was going to go next, he Roman Reigns pulled Jimmy Uso first, and he's like, nah, Sammy, you go. You go, Sammy. Like, I love the fact that he was being the fucking coach and calling the plays and being the shot caller by still sitting inside of the fucking shark tank. It was fucking dope. Like this matchup was phenomenal. The ending was amazing. Like when you had Sami Zayn contemplating Kevin Owens or the bloodline, who is he going to pick? And he chooses the bloodline. He has shown his dedication and his alliance to Roman Reigns. He is acknowledging the tribal chief once and for all in the biggest stage possible by low-blowing Kevin Owens, leading to Roman Reigns winning the matchup for his team. And then what we got afterwards with Jay Uso finally accepting Sami Zayn in the bloodline, like that was such a cool fucking moment. Can they do any wrong with this storyline? This is the best storyline going in wrestling today. Bar none. I don't care what anybody says. People could call me a hater. People could call me whatever. Call me a WW Mark. I don't give a fuck. This is the best fucking storyline going in wrestling today. The Bloodline, Sami Zayn, they could do no wrong. And I know that Sami Zayn is not going to be long for the world of the Bloodline. I know that this is going to lead to something going down. I know that this is probably going to lead to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania. But shit. Would anybody predict last year when Sami Zayn was fucking wrestling fucking Johnny Knoxville that by the end of the year, Sami Zayn will be the most talked about guy in professional wrestling right now? I feel like Sami Zayn legit could go against Roman Reigns for the world champion and the crowd would be 100% behind Sami Zayn. And I wouldn't even be mad if Sami Zayn is the guy to end the reign of Roman Reigns. I wouldn't be mad at that at all at this point. I wouldn't be mad if the 800-plus day reign of Roman Reigns is ended by Sami Zayn. Since the Bloodline storyline started, you have had Sami Zayn try to pledge his allegiance to Roman Reigns, acknowledge his tribal chief, And now he's finally got the acceptance of Roman Reigns. He's finally got the acceptance of the rest of the bloodline. Jey Uso has finally accepted Sami Zayn. This whole storyline for the last two years and the title reign of Roman Reigns for the last two years somehow always involves Sami Zayn. Even if you go back, fucking go back a year, go back two years, Sami Zayn was always somewhat a part of this. Always trying to help Roman Reigns do something. Always trying to get in the Bloodline's locker room. Always trying to be a part of the Bloodline. Honorary oos, you know what I mean? And that's why, like, this storyline has slowly built up and is now at this fucking fever pitch where they could do no fucking wrong with it. I think that I wouldn't be mad if Sami Zayn is the guy to take the title off of Roman Reigns. 
I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Do you think that Sami Zayn is capable of taking that title from the Reigns? I think it'll be fucking fire. I think after all this, after being becoming organically the most over guy in the WWE right now, I think that he is definitely deserving of a title. I think he's definitely deserving of a world title. He's never been world champion in the WWE. Hell, he's never been world champion in Ring of Honor. He's, I think he was PWG champion for a very short time, but he's, he's held very little world heavyweight champions. The guy is deserving. He's definitely deserving. But overall, Survivor Series War Games, I'm giving it a strong 4.5 out of 5. The only reason why it's not a perfect score is because of that Rousey Shotzi match. But every other match delivered, every other match was a home run. Um, this was a phenomenal pay-per-view. Yet another, another successful PLE under the reign of Triple H. I don't think this man could do no wrong at this moment. And I think that going into Monday Night Raw tonight, I'm so excited to see where we're going with the fucking uh, TLC, where we're going with Royal Rumble coming up very shortly. And then the road to WrestleMania. Like, think about a WrestleMania with this type of booking. It's going to be fucking insane. Overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What did you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know on Instagram, Twitter, all that other shit. Let me know what you guys think of Survivor Series. Like I said, 4.5 out of 5. I thought it was a great show. I love you guys. Like I said, I took time off. You know what I mean? I had to take a week off. Even though I was doing the Circle Debate, I was doing less and less Wrestling DeLorean podcast. That's all changing. Wrestling DeLorean podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Going forward, ain't no stopping us. You could fucking either run with us or run from us because the DeLorean's running motherfuckers over. So join us. Ride with the Wrestling DeLorean. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Circle of Debate everywhere. Circle Debate on Twitter. Circle Debate on Instagram. Wrestling DeLorean Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on this channel. Hit that subscribe button. Circle Debate every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on this channel. Hit that subscribe button. I love you guys. Thank you so much for riding with me. I appreciate you all. Everybody who's been down since day one and to this day, episode 263. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We'll be back here on Wednesday with a very big episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Because not only are we talking about what's going down tonight on Monday Night Raw, we're also going to be talking about what's going down tomorrow night on NXT. But we're also going to be going back in time to ECW Heat Wave 1998. I'm going to have special guests coming on. You don't want to miss it. Check us out then. I'll catch you all on Wednesday. I love you guys. Peace out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take your business to the next level. Shopify is the commerce platform that makes it easy to show up and sell exactly the way you want to. No need to code or design. Sign up for your $1 per month trial period today. Visit shopify.com slash offer 23 to get started. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again. 
And that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity.